0: Hello and welcome to the potential state. My name is Dr. Ocel Romanelli, and today we're in episode number four of the Ownership series. And today we're going to talk about money in our intimate relationships. And we'll start with a song. You want a hot body? You want a Bugatti? You want a Maserati? You better work, B I T C H. You want a Lamborghini? sipping martinis looking hot in a bikini you better work this song comes from britney spears the prophet of our times and i think about this song um, is actually kind of deep and really really relevant and i want to talk about money and um, talking about what i'm seeing again and again in the clinic and also in my personal life the influences of money in intimate relationships in Hebrew, uh, money means kesef, and kesef comes from the word of kisufim, to long for something. And I think that's a really interesting metaphor, right, money, longing, right, money helps us fulfill this longing for power, for control, for status, for safety, for love. So it's all about longing, <clears throat> and since money is about longing, and money is always about power, and there's another saying, baal hame'a hu He who has the hundred dollars, or who has the money, has the power. And as I'm deepening my journey into the shadows of relationships, I'm noticing it's always there. The money imbalance, and a lot of times together with the gender imbalance, creates this cloud, this shadow, um, above the relationships. And what I've noticed is it's not good or not as bad it is, and we better at least look at it, we at least better own it, own that shit, then ignore it or pretend like it's not there or pretend that we're but it and lo- our love is stronger than the financial reality of our of our marriage, of our partnership, of our friendship and usually what I see is that there's so it really splits that the person who's making more and the person who's making less whether it's complete stay at home either mom or dad and a career person or just two, two partners are working but one is just making significantly more than the other. So the person that makes less, or the person that the, 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 that stays at home, um, usually what I, I find, if we scrape off, the, scrape a little bit off the, I love it. I have so so much fun. I support my partner. There's always that sense of I feel a little bit. Imprisoned. I feel like I need to prove something. I need, like, I, this guilt is always hovering over me, like I should be doing more. I, the house should be perfect if I'm not working or if I'm bringing in less. I have to compensate for that in different ways, whether it's in, in the house and raising the kids in the bedroom. I have to make up for the fact that I'm making less. And... For, for, for varying degrees, I've been seeing this more and more often. Sometimes it's really unconscious, and sometimes it's very, very conscious. But over time, there's this bitterness, this, this feeling that I'm not appreciated for all the contribution I'm bringing into this marriage, and this friendship, and this household. And I'm just being judged by how much money I make. Right, and that usually will compensate by being extra sensitive, extra defensive and almost like jabby and passive aggressive as the partner is succeeding more and more financially or career wise especially if the person who, who's making less money or staying at home has this feeling like he or she is not fulfilling herself and their partner is just flying high and just loving it so there's kind of like this bitterness, which will sometimes um, translate into, I'm actually going to try to bring them down, jab them a little bit, poke, make fun of them a little bit, make them feel bad, or I'll strip away some of their power into different departments. So I'll either make them feel like a shitty parent and kind of triangulate and bring my kids along. So at least that parent, so, so you're, they're basically telling your partner, okay, you can make more money, but you're going to have to pay for it. You're going to be less of a parent than me, or you're going to be less, less good and bad, or you're going to be less in shape, or whatever, just to balance that out. So the bitterness, which also sometimes translates into victim, sometimes also goes into, I'm going to be an aggressor, I'm going to try to, like, to make them feel bad at least. That's pretty dark, but I'm, I'm seeing this more and more often. And for the partner that makes more money, or the partner that's actually working, depending how you want to see it there's kind of two, two scenarios if the person loves the job that he or she is doing that they're doing then there's a sense of power of benevolence and there's almost a sense like I am happy to give this to you I feel like I am worth a lot and there's sometimes there's going to be this little bit of and are you appreciative enough of me? I'm telling this to the partner who, who makes less money, who stays at home. Are you appreciating this? You should be appreciating this. And they're kind of expecting these applause, these appreciations for, for being large, for supporting their hobbies and, and, their, and their passions, even though they're not pulling their own weight financially. Now, it's much worse if the person um, who works, who, who makes more money, does not like what they're doing, if they feel like they're sacrificing and not fulfilling who they are because they have to pay the bills. In that case, there's a bigger danger that there's going to be resentment. I'm working, I'm, you know, I'm busting myself, working so hard, and you're at home doing yoga, or, j- or just cleaning the house, or just with the kids, and, and I'm feeling bitter about this, and you should be really thanking me, thanking me for all the hard work that I'm doing, and there's this, this resentment, and this resentment will become almost like, I, then I will unleash on you my rage, my frustration, because if I'm controlling this, then, you, then you're going to be my punching bag. That's the deal. No problem. So you can castrate me as a father or as a mother. You can castrate me in bed, but I still have the power because I have the money. And that's a quick, slippery slope into being aggressive, into being abusive, into being violent. And there we see the dance continuing. And I'm ignoring the fact that the person who makes less money many times will say, I want to work, I just haven't found my job. Or they'll say, my partner doesn't support me continuing my education. They'll be saying a lot of things. And the partner who makes more money will say, I would just want her to go and make more money. I want him to make more money. I'm happy for him to, to succeed. But their feet, their legs, their behavior, the day-to-day um, dance that they're doing is actually locking both of them in. So we obviously know from systematic therapy and, th- and systematic thinking, they both have secondary gains. But today I want to focus on, on the price they both pay. And I guess the whole point of this episode is to say, you have to talk about it, do not ignore it, and do not act it out, because if you ignore it, pretend it's not there, it's going to come up under the table as passive-aggressive, and it's slowly going to build up, build up until it's going to explode as an affair, as a divorce, as a fight, as violence, as abuse, either between each other or through the kids. And if you talk about it, at least there's a chance that you can somehow at least at least float it up and at least um, try to find a way to work with that. So I want to give a few examples of this, of this dance that I've seen. So I'm going to start with this couple I worked a few years ago and she, after being 20 years together, she fell in love with another man and that exploded and they had a big talk and the husband started talking about um, getting a divorce. And then she suddenly realized that I, she's, been, she's a lawyer and she's been working you know, her whole life but she was always working a little bit on the side and she suddenly realized, if he leaves me I cannot be independent I cannot survive and that was a big wake-up call for her you know, as a strong career woman okay, as a strong woman who believes in women's strength and women's independence she's like, I'm not even independent and that really kind of shook her up and kind of sent her on this journey to kind of reclaim her power but her financial independence actually and another example, um, they've been married for 25 years. This is another couple i worked with in the past, and she kept blaming him for not um, letting her fulfill her destiny. But what is her destiny? She never got an education or training. She, she was with the kids, but, but, but this arrangement allowed her to, to feel like she has all this potential, and because of him, she's not fulfilling Well Actually, she's scared. She's scared of going back out to the work field. What would happen? Maybe she's not as legendary as she thought. And he was willing to be the bad guy, her jailer in that sense, and, and always jab her that she's not making enough money, but he's the reason that she's not fulfilling herself. But it, it's, it gave her a sense that she has unlimited potential, and it's just a matter of time till someone discovers her. And what's interesting now is after 25 years, the, the, financial, the financial situation has gotten so bad that their secondary gains are becoming less and less, and their losses are becoming more and more apparent. And she's been doing amazing work in, in the therapy about being stronger, being more differentiated, standing up to him. But I, I realize that until this money issue gets at least addressed, if not resolved, she will never feel equal to him. He will never feel like she, his is equal. That is going to be there. And you can do as much of psychodynamic work as you want. But if you ignore the financial aspect, that is going to be a glass ceiling that's going to prevent the, you, both of you the feeling equal or feeling valued. Now I want to give um, <clears throat> two examples of, of when it's opposite, when it's the, the man. Okay, I'm talking about heterosexual partners obviously it's the same thing that would also happen to homosexual partners I'm saying sex marriages as well so he, this is a couple where he used to work in high tech and she was working uh, in an office as a secretary and then he lost his job and he went independent and she opened her own business and it shifted the whole financial situation and suddenly she was making almost twice as much as he was and they both you know, after many months of therapy could actually verbalize that they both lost respect for him and he felt like he was slowly slipping. He was slipping from the top of the mountain. And he had to overcompensate that by being extra aggressive toward her and also to the kids to assert his manliness, to assert his power. And, and, and until we verbalized that and we actually realized that it was the first step for them to start realizing are there better ways for them to address this imbalance? Is this really the way they want to live their lives? Do they believe in this balance? In this Stereotype, which was obviously not correct, right? But it's like the the, the stereotype we're used to: the one partner, usually the man, would make more money. And when it does flip, it does have an impact on the sex drive, on the sex, on the appealingness of the partners. It's there, and it needs to be addressed, especially not only for the woman but also for the man. I mean, for both. And I want to give another version of that: is that there's a? I was once working with a therapist, and his wife. Um, made so much money he didn't even have to work but he decided he wants to become a therapist and he started training and i was supervising him and what we realized is that or this is my thought is because he was in charge of the kids while she went out and fulfilled herself and made the money is that this whole pursuit of fulfilling himself professionally looked like a hobby and he would get this feedback, especially from his wife, of, what's the big deal? Why are you spending so much time, so much money on all this training? Okay, so it's almost like, it's like belittling the education, belittling his, 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 his quest for growth. And when he admitted with himself, he also said, well, you know, I'm not that hungry. You know? I don't really have to work. So. But something about that power imbalance, he did not get the support that he wanted, the belief. and In fact, the opposite. Many times he felt the belittleness or, or the ridicule of him climbing up this mountain called therapeutic training. And I'll give one more example of, of actually a parent-child. So I once knew this woman whose parents um, paid for her education. And she felt very guilty and she felt spoiled. And there was a sense of, D- do, did I really do this? Did I really deserve this? Did, is this really mine? Did I gain this? Am I imposter? So a lot of times when we spoil our kids, they, especially in big things, or things that are connected to their self-perception of themselves, education, um, process, traveling, if, if they feel like they didn't do anything to deserve that, then the, the, there might be this like, residue of imposter, like, did I really do this? Did I really deserve this? Is this really mine? Or is this to belong to the person that paid for it? And that's a price you pay for not paying. So after I gave all these examples, I want to give a few practical tips, what can you do to help you um, release yourself or at least soften the issue of money in your intimate relationships, be it marriage, be it um, parents, children, um, partners, roommates, whatever. First of all, know how much you cost. Realize that yeah, there's a cost, you take up money, you take up space. Find out what that number is, even if it's just for yourself. First of all, so you have a certain assessment. And then see, are you pulling your own weight if you are working? Am I making at least that amount of money? And when I'm talking about how much you cost is not for food for the house or for the family. For you, how much for travel, food, clothing, hobbies, whatever. Do you make that? Do you cover that? If the answer is yes, then we're in a different story. Then start saying that to yourself and then go and talk to your partner or your loved one or your parent. If you're not making that, if you're not covering your own cost, that needs to be addressed. You need to think about that, meet that, linger in that, and then go talk to your partner or your parent. And first of all, just share that. Share the reality. Share how does that make you feel, the, the money imbalance, the power imbalance. How does that make you feel? Where does that affect you? Where do you feel small? Where do you feel not worthy? Where do you feel like the other one is, is your jailer or is preventing you or is mocking you? And I'm talking about both partners also the partner that makes more and also the partner that makes less don't be quick to fix it but just at least address it verbalize it once you have that then it's possible to start talking about compromises or boundaries or can we somehow find a way to balance this out or at least minimize the power imbalance this is a place we can also talk about bank accounts should we have separate ones should we have joint ones does the joint one make... If it's a joint account and I feel like I'm not pulling my weight, would it be helpful to actually separate the bank accounts? Just so I know I'm actually at least covering my, my own costs, so at least I don't feel like I am in, I'm in debt to you? We have this saying in Hebrew, Asir toda. I am uh, gratefully in debt, indebted, or like I'm, I'm gratefully um, incarcerated. Okay. So this gratefully incarcerated thing, if we separate our bank accounts, at least maybe I'll feel like you're not paying for everything. You are not my sugar daddy or my sugar mommy. I'm actually holding my own weight. And then after you have this and you clarify this and you own your shit and you look into the power imbalance and you look how each one of you is either feeling sorry for themselves or feeling sorry for the other or taking responsibility for the other or punishing the other for not feeling completely valued for whatever role you have, then try to release as much guilt as you can and realize if you're making more, you're saying, well, right now this is my turn and I'm, and I'm pulling more weight. And if you're making less, well, you're saying, well, at least I'm focusing on other things or I'm bringing other things to the relationship. And at least both of you can be with your eyes open and see it and don't have to act it out as abuse or being insulted or the victim triangle. And stop expecting your partner to encourage you to go out and fulfill your career. They can only do it to a certain amount. If you are in this power imbalance, this money imbalance, then you need to realize that both of you guys have secondary gains. You will have to break that that, that dance by yourself. Because in the beginning your partner will support you, but if there if there really will be a, a shift in the in the money imbalance, in the in the power imbalance, as I, I described in the previous couple, that is going, you're not going to get applause because that's going to be a second order change. So don't wait for acceptance or for approval or for encouragement from your partner because Maybe you'll get it, but most probably you won't. And it doesn't mean they don't love you, it just means that that's part of the dance and they have secondary gains, especially if this has been going for a long time. And if it is longing, then it should be longing to find ways, find other ways to fulfill that sense of belonging, of partnership, of love, of respect, of boundaries, of power, of independence, of freedom, of agency. And I'm going to finish with my two verses on um, Britney Spears' classic you want to feel free and loved you want to feel high like a dove you don't want to feel below or above you better at least talk about work or money B-I-T-C-H you want to escape from jail you don't want to live in hell you want to have space to inhale you better at least talk about money and last one you want to be in a good relationship You better own your shit and don't ever, ever quit and go talk about money in your intimate relationships now. My name is Dr. Acel Romanelli and this was The Potential State. I'll see you next time.